What's up, Midnight Brigade? I'm Sean. And I am Zach. And we're back with another episode. But first, let's talk about what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. We've been hot on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's a lot easier to keep up with a show like this when you have a SoundCloud, though. It's kind of confusing when you have when you have it on iTunes because it's really hard to check. They make like, it so easy. Like, yeah. Like SoundCloud is just you. I wake up 15 minutes early on Mondays to upload the episodes, and yeah. it's like it's too easy. Like I'm like that can't be it. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, it's very quick. It's very user friendly. So thank you SoundCloud. Very but user yeah. friendly. What you been up to this week, dude? Just working my ass off. Yeah. We're down a homie at work. So you're putting the team on your back, as they say. Shit, someone has to. <laughs> You just went on a on a race, right? Yeah. Um, had this big event last weekend. The mm-hmm. Tour de Foothills. It was pretty fun. Tour de Foothills. Tour de Foothills, yeah. It was it's good. better than the Tour de France. Well. Because you actually need two nuts to compete in this, actually. Oh, <laughs> shit. Damn. That's what he gets for taking steroids. I mean, he gets a pass. He has one nut, so. Eh, I don't. What I'm was his name again? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, it's my boy. I love that guy. <laughs> shit. Is there a two nut pass, or can you get in with one? Well, I mean, if you can win that shit with one nut, you kind of deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> well, women do it, right? And they have no nuts. They have two ovaries, though. There we usually. go. And the vagina is, like, way stronger. It is. Those than, things take than a, a pounding. Penis ah! ah, they do. But also, yeah. I mean, you kick a woman in the in the, cra- in the crotch, they're <laughs> definitely... Not going to fall down like a little bitch like we do. Hell no. The yeah. old cunt punt, am I right? <laughs> the cunt punt. They're like, oh, that hurt. And then they go back to fucking you And then you, you lose up. a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you kick. Like my ex. Oh, shit. Snap. Oh, bow, 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 bow. The devil herself. Oh, my God. Which ex I'm talking about? I don't really know, but, but yeah. Sean, you're a virgin. Stop it. Sh- sh- yeah, shut Anyway, up. Sean, what you been up to? Uh, So i just been working I'm like a dog, but that's pretty much it. It's a good problem. Yeah, I just been trying to read more, but it's insanely hard because we have a lot of downtime at work right now. And when I sit down, I start reading a book, and all of a sudden I have to go right back to to work. So it's like they know when I'm starting to pick up the book. But other than that, it's been good. What you been reading? Um, what was the last thing I read? I'm still reading Savage Avengers. I'm a little behind on it. They're on issue six or seven right now. I think they're coming out with seven next week. Yeah, and. I just picked up the new. I haven't read it yet, but I just picked up the new, uh, the new Hellboy book. Uh, it's like a sequel, and it introduces the old villain. Who that old villain is, I don't know yet, but I hope it's Herman von Klemt. I kind of don't want it to be Rasputin again, because his exit was pretty rad. But or the Kriegaf, which also implies that. A shout out to Mike Mignola. Yeah, fight. A shout out to Mike Mignola. But yeah, the Kriegaf is in it. Hopefully. And then Herman von Klimt, the Nazi head in the jar. But, so I've been wanting this sword tattoo because a bunch of my friends have some, like, pretty rad, like, weapon tattoos. And, like, I'm like, fuck, I need one. So there's a song by the greatest band of all time called Eternal Champion. And they have a song called Retaliator. False. (laughs) No, greatest band ever. But Retaliator, I, I didn't know where this was from i thought it was like an original idea by the band but it turns out it's a song about this sword f- 
from this book series by Michael Moorcock called the Quorum uh, Saga. And Retaliator is wielded by this hero of a character who is a part of Michael Moorcock's idea of the Eternal Champion, which is like an entity that like, goes from book series to book series and like is a part of this like multiverse. Like Avatar? Avatar. Yeah. The Last Airbender? Yeah. I never watched Like the that. Dalai Lama. Sure. Whatever that means. But yeah, so yeah, re- the I would get Retaliator tattooed. And that's a book series I'm about to start reading actually. It's like I don't even know how long. It's like 8 to maybe 12 books books long, but yeah, I'm about to jump into that. But then another problem is like I have a bunch of books that are in my backlog. Like I want to start reading The Witcher before I actually watch the Netflix show, but that's like I don't even know like 10 books long and they're fucking hefty, so and I'm a slow reader. Like I probably read a book in a week and a half. Is that fast? That's, that's kind of, I mean, that's a lot faster than me. I know some people that read, like, Lord of the Rings and, like, all three of them in, like, a week sometimes. No, those motherfuckers ain't right. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what, I, that's what, I, that's what I'm reading and that's what I want to read. So you want a sword tattoo? Really, really bad. Okay, so why don't we get matching Valifax tattoos? Well, we've been talking about that. For two years? Three years? That book didn't come out two years, did it? Yeah, probably about two years ago. Yeah, so Valifax for our audiences who aren't in the in the comic book new is from a book series that Zach introduced me to called God Country. Best thing I've ever read. It is fucking really, 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 really rad and like really original and it's it has a way of blending the thematic, heroic, like uh imagery like we're used to with like the marvel movies and you know all that all that shit quote unquote but then there's this underlying plot line of a father and son and his son's family who he like has disconnected with because he has has alzheimer's Alzheimer's. yeah or dementia one of the two is um i think it's early yeah well, he he didn't even remember his wife or his son, for that matter. Yeah, it, but it's really good. I have a couple loner copies. If you guys want to borrow it, it's pretty it's fucking so rad. good. It you will not be disappointed. Yeah. It's amazing. But this week is a movie that I've been trying to track down, not because it's hard to find, but hard to find a for one a Blu-ray copy and two paying for said blue, Blu-ray copy that's not too fucking expensive. Because some like trying to, trying to find like a a singular. Um, movie of this, a Blu-ray of this is like kind of hard. It usually comes in like two packs of like this movie and Wrong Turn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like a uh, oh, here's some scary movies for date night compilation. Yeah, four movie disc. Yeah, but this actually this movie is really not anything that like that we've covered. Uh uh-uh. uh Totally not our style. Yeah, slasher. Yes. Oh, we talked about slasher before. Yeah, but we haven't really covered anything. It's been more like yeah. horror, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was still a horror movie, but this is more like a slasher movie. Yeah. But this movie is drumroll, please. I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Starring I know Jennifer who you Love did Hewitt. Who Jennifer Love Hewitt is the most beautiful woman next to my mom. But the most be- mo- the most beautiful woman in the world. I love her so much in this movie and almost anything she's ever been in. Yeah, she's aight. I, 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 bullshit. That's some bullshit. Don't listen to this guy. She's a wonderful actress. 
and you loved her. You could not stop talking about it. You were pining over her. She's cool, man. I was pining over her because everyone in the 90s was pining over Jennifer Love Hewitt. I've never watched B- Party of Five, I will say that. But, God damn it, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I love you so much. I just love a girl who wants to do the right thing. That's yeah. it. And also, Sarah Michelle Geller. God Buffy, damn. Buffy, her goddamn self. She played a different role than she actually usually plays. <coughs> What's funny about casting Sarah Michelle Geller in this role is she was pretty prominent as as Buffy when this came out. And Buffy was created as sort of the foil to the idea of the buxom blonde in horror movies who usually gets killed. And they're usually dumb and they're usually like just cannon fodder. And then she goes to play uh, Helen Shivers, right? Uh, no, it's not Helen. I forget her name. Yeah, no, it is Helen. It is Helen, yeah, right? It's Helen. Yeah, So she, she when she, she gets put in the situation where she's playing the exact thing that Joss Whedon like was trying to create the antithesis antithesis of, but but yeah, and then Freddie Prince Jr. can't go wrong with him. When I was younger, I always wanted to be Freddie Prince Jr. for some reason. I think it was the movie Wing Commander. Have you ever seen that? He's dreamy. He is dreamy. He is yeah. He's like this typical dude, you know. But he's not like a douchebag about it. Not like the next star, Ryan Phillippe. Hey, real who, quick, real quick. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he play he plays you, you you hate him in this role because he's so good at being that jock um douchebag sort of abusive boyfriend. Yeah, but that's how it usually goes, you know, like when someone is kind of like a douchebag in a film yeah. or even like a TV show. Yeah. You want them to Well, die. look at Cersei in Game of Thrones. Everybody yeah, hates her, but it's like, but dude, how wonderful is she at what she does? Yeah. It's it's so rad that it's just because he brought it up. Um, when people would see Lena Headey at like signings or whatever, they would skip her because they were either afraid of her or just didn't want to be around her because she I'll see you next Tuesday. That's called success, my brother. That is success. If I was in her place, I'd be like, fuck yeah, you better hate me, bitch. Hit me with that big dumb head, you bitch. Shit. Yeah. You want to get into it, Zach? All right, guys. Here we go. Alright guys, we just watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, released in October of 1997 and directed by Jim Gillespie. Sean, this movie. Yeah, how'd you feel about it? I loved it. Yeah, it's... It, I, I haven't seen this movie in a really, really, really long time, but I remember it was... That movie, on when I saw it, it was like maybe 98, 99, and that was... Sort of like my brother was grad, not sort of. My brother was graduating from high school, and then, you know, I was coming into the reala- realization of the world and like finding shit I liked. Because a little bit before this, like I started watching more horror movies, like with my cousin. He, my cousin, was like a really big fan of Halloween, and my brother, like, yeah, he, he would. I wasn't allowed to watch it, quote unquote, but I would watch certain movies with my brother, and this was one of them. And I guess this is sort of his generation's 
horror movie aside from Scream. And this was played a lot when like family, like my cousins got together and they would watch this movie. And I just remember the intro. The movie starts off with Summer Breeze. This in this version, it's a cover by Typo Negative. Do you listen to Typo Negative? Is it really? It's the yeah. I didn't know that. That's oh yeah, badass. Dude. And it you know, as cheesy as this movie is, it, it really having a band like Typo Negative really does set the tone for the type of movie this is because it's not it's I, I guess it was riding on the wave that is scream but in a way i like i know what you did last summer better i have a like of movies like this like horror movies that are based on a coastline or having to do with like fishermen or the ocean or something like that you know i, I just like maritime movies i guess i right? get that I, you know totally, what i'm saying 100% because when you're watching it, you know it's fucking cold over there. And you know, like, it's foggy all the time. And you know, like, yeah, the fish might be good, but, like, someone's about to kill you. <laughs> but, yes, typo negative really does set the tone for this movie. And one thing that always did really confuse me is who the dude on the cliff was. And I know you figured it out later, but why? <laughs> like... I, I guess think it did. A, I think it actually like, made the movie like that was actually kind of my favorite part, Him like on that the, on that the aspect. Cliff? Well, I mean that was I like that part of the movie just because I think it's like a good beginning. Um, but like this movie just fooled me, mm-hmm. like because you don't really understand who you know Egan really is. But then well, like, who the fisherman is, right? Well, no, because the whole movie you're thinking that it's Egan, but yeah. it's not. And yeah, man, they just did a really good job of like fooling you, you know? Yeah. So I, I guess we could get into that as we talk about the course of the movie. But yes, so the movie starts off, everyone's having fun, everyone's about to go to college. Everyone's that last hoorah high school yeah. blowout homeboy, on the beach. Homeboy Ryan Phillippe got some nookie from Buffy, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt was violated by Freddie Pins Jr. Mm. What the hell did he do with mm. his pants? Okay, see, I you think he was unzipping his pants. I don't know what was going on. I think he was putting his hand on his heart. His he went down to the stomach area. That's what I said. I don't know. As soon as he put his hand down in his abdomen crotch region, I'm assuming crotch because why would he touch his tummy? It's the cock triangle. Yeah. Well, and then she looks down and then takes off her shirt and he's like, "You sure?" And then they go to fucking, which good for him. I don't know on the beach though. That all that sand. It was it was black sand beach. Okay, the the black sand isn't as powdery as normal white sand okay that shit gives me anxiety i could feel sand on me now it's like sticky well hopefully they had a towel to put down they didn't have a towel they had her like cardigan whatever that was she wore a lot of cardigans who doesn't i love cardigans yeah so ryan phillippe's too drunk everyone's like dude you can't drive your two plus dude come on zach get your shit together yeah so he's like you can't drive my car only i drive my car so then freddie prince jr starts driving the car and then everyone's having a good time. Ryan Phillippe puts his head out the sunroof. And then, bickety-bam, someone's just in the middle of the highway. Mm-hmm. They hit him. Boom. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, we just hit someone. Let's hide the body and get rid of it. All right. Let's just do that. I mean, like any good American would do. Yeah. I mean, it, what was it? Lacey Peterson? Didn't work out for him. I mean, not Ouch, him. Ouch. What's that guy's Ouch. name? Mike. What, what was his name? 
no, no. Lacey Peterman was the one he killed. Peterson. <laughs> Peterson? I, oh, see, I don't even remember. I don't even remember the fucking name. That's terrible. But, yeah, it didn't work out for that guy. You know, it, you don't don't throw bodies in the ocean. You know, just don't at least, just at least don't put at least hide put bodies. Some, at least put some concrete galoshes or like chop them up and feed them to the fishes like the mob. You know, I'm I'm sure Bob De Niro can back me up on this. But yeah, so it, you know what? I, you know what's funny? They they don't show you. Did they put him in the in the trunk of the car or did they put him? Because they transported the body. They didn't walk that. No, body. no, they had him in the trunk. So they put they did put him in the trunk. They I guess, I, I, guess trunk, I missed yes. that part. So yeah, they, well they, they don't show him putting him in the trunk. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I <laughs> when they get to the dock, they're pulling. It would him out it would have been trunk. kind of fucking awkward to put the half half dead dude because he ends up like grabbing for one of the uh, for Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, right? Yeah, grabs her by the hair. Oh, he grabs the crown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. yeah, and then yeah, they're at they're at the dock and they're they're just, they're just there, and then. Ryan Phillippe jumps in the water, grabs a crown, and then the eyes open up. Homeboy's just floating there, looking up. And that scene of him in the like in the in kelp. the reef in the kelp, kelp. Yeah, yeah, in the kelp, he's just just such a fucking jarring scene. Like look, him, him just looking up is like fucking creepy, you know. Oh, and yeah. that's all we see. It shook me. I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and that's all we see. Cut to like a year, a year later. later. Everyone's fucked up, dude. Y'all fucked. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt is wider than normal. Looking it, like a real corpse. Oh, yeah. She comes home. Oh, yeah, because uh, school's on, on summer break or something like that. And she comes home. Her mom's like, what's wrong with you? I, I, I don't know what's going on. And then she's like, Is it the drugs? Nothing, Mom. Are you on? Uh, and then the mom was like, are you on drugs? And she's like, no, Mom. I'm not, I'm not on drugs. I can't afford drugs. I'm a college <laughs> student. She can't, I mean, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, we... we I've never killed anyone. I can't relate to that shit. But I assume when you kill someone, that shit bears on you. Well, yeah. I mean, I think something like that's going to like, if you have any kind of conscience, like, yeah. you're not going to not think about that shit every day. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I wouldn't even, if some accident happened like that, like, dude, I'm owning up. It's yeah. over. When, like, I, when I had I'll call pet. the cops myself. Yeah. When I had a pet, if I s- hurt them in some way, like stepping on their paw or something like that, I was like, fuck. Wait, you don't do that for fun? No, I don't, and I know you don't either because you work in an animal shelter. Don't make me call them up, dude. Check the Yelp. They'll tell you. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> but, yeah, every, everyone is having a bad time at this point in the movie. Before everyone left, everyone was going to be some something. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character was going to be... An actress. A, an actress of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character was going to be... Uh, Straight A, fucking probably be a doctor or nerd. something. Yeah, be a nerd. You're going to be a nerd. Uh, Ryan Phillippe's character was football. destined to play football. Yep. And then Freddie Prince Jr.'s character was going to move to New York and uh, probably become a teacher of some sort because they were talking about philosophy and he looks like a philosophical dude, especially with a name like Freddie Prince Jr. I can see that. You could either be a total fuckboy or a philosopher in Freddie Prince Jr. And you know what? Same thing. He's a, he's a pretty good guy. Because, oh, also, Sarah Michelle Gellar, right, and Freddie Prince Jr., they met on this set. This was their first movie together, and they ended up getting married. Aw. They, and they're still together. That's awesome. Yeah, right? That's so cute. It is. Because, like, this movie's always going to be special to them. Yeah. So I bet they watch it like a shitload. Probably. Actually, they probably hate each other, and they don't watch it. Well, no, they're still together. That doesn't mean anything. They love each other. You could tell. Follow them on Instagram. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, that's, I'm just kidding. It's not cool. I want it. I want that. I want what they have. <laughs> You're an idiot if you think you couldn't get that. Sarah Michelle Geller? N- well, no, not her, but in general, like that situation. Why am I an idiot? Because you're so hard on yourself. I'm hard on myself? Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Oh, my God. Where's this going? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway. See, so yeah, all this weird stuff starts happening after uh, Julie comes back from school. She gets a letter saying. What does it say, Zach? What does it say, Sean? I can't read. I actually have the movie case right here. It says, I know what you did last summer. Fuck. It's like they know what Fuck. you did last I summer. I love when movies get meta like that. I know. I just, yeah, period. Anytime a movie says the name of the movie in the movie, it's just, it's like eating chocolate ice cream. Especially when it's not lame. Because that wasn't lame. That was actually yeah. pretty cool. It I only works that. in this movie and in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. I guess Terminator, but that, I feel like that doesn't really count. It's not a tumor. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone, almost everyone gets a letter of some sort, right? Yeah, Julie, well, Julie, Julie gets got the, the letter, letter, and then she goes looking for Helen, and then Helen's like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? So they go... To well, let's talk about what what Helen's uh, yeah Helen's doing now. She's not she's not an actress. Guys. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to point out was she's everyone fucking the washed up has yeah, been that everyone, never was. Yeah, everyone wanted to be something or was destined to be something, and then life fucking hits you. All right, and God damn it, hits hard. Julie Jennifer Love Hewitt's character is failing college. Helen is working as a Makeup counter, yeah. Person per- at her sister, at her sister's, who whom she hates, it seems like, at her sister's store. Julie ends up coming to Helen, and they're like, "Oh, shit's going down, dog. Uh, what the fuck do we do?" And they're like, "Oh, let's go find fucking Ray." So they go find Ray. Doesn't know shit. No, 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 no. They go looking for Max. Good old Max. Yeah, Max. Who's Max, in love with Julie? Max is in love with Julie, and the dude's from. You Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah. Which, wow, I never knew that. I never watched the show, but like everyone's pretty familiar. Even if you don't fucking watch Big mm-hmm. Bang Theory, everyone's familiar with that. You know, which good for him because he played kind of creepy dude, but kind of creepy but kind of badass. Yeah, I actually I like Max. Max is cool. Yeah. The reason why they go to Max is because they think he's the one that because he the was letter. the only one there when they end up crashing into that body. Yeah, they hit it, but he drove by. He's like, car trouble? And then he hits on Jennifer Love Hughes' character, and then he says some snide comment to Freddie Prince Jr. Ray, and he drives off, and that's it. And then we see him again after Julie and Helen and Barry assume it's him because he was the only one there, and Barry does some muscle action. Threatens his life. And then they think everything's all fine and dandy, like, oh, the situation's been handled. But it wasn't. Nope. Never is. Never nope. is. Mm-mm. He got crabbed. Oh, he did get crabbed. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got all fucking fish hooked. Oh, uh, dude. That, that was, was pretty sh- fucking brutal. Dude, yeah. Yeah, and what's I what I think is great about I Know What You Did Last Summer is it's not a gratuitous use of gore. Everything is very. Someone dies, but you don't need like a fucking uh, jaw ripping open. It's, it's you don't very need mild. like someone's abdomen getting split open. You know, it's just this guy is a, a murderer, and you just get that, which I think is pretty rad. It's very. It's nice, but not overdone. It's very Alfred Hitchcock, you know, I like Psycho. That's you know actually fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Max gets crabbed. He gets he's ma- he's putting crabs in what I assume is a boiler, and he burns himself. He goes to get some gloves and then puts said crab in the boiler. And then the fog is I mean the steam is like rising. And then all of a sudden he gets a fucking hook right under the chin, and then he gets pulled away. Which fuck that because that dude's jaw's dislocated for sure. He's in more pain because he didn't die instantly. No, but I I mean. And yeah. he's getting burned because he's on t- top of the steam. That was pretty yeah, fucked up. Yeah, you're getting fucked up, dude. That, that shit <laughs> sucked. Poor Max. Yeah. Poor Max. Yeah, poor Max. He just wanted Julie, but Freddie Prince Jr. had to go and steal that. I'm not bitter. You can't steal what's yours. Yeah. Well, yeah. taxes. Taxes. Fucking taxes. Sean, you wouldn't know about that. I, w- I pay taxes, fool. Do I don't you know what you're talking about. Do you? Do I? Every fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, this, this movie's... It, it it this movie does a really good job of making you making you care a lot about the the stars and when shit goes down you're like oh I don't really want that to happen like the first one to get the hook is Barry Ryan Phillippe's character because further down the line of the movie they think that they're gonna get smart and go fight right and he's on the foot of, at the front of the 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 pageant because Helen Sarah Michelle Geller's character is a, a beauty pageant winner and she's the outgoing pageant queen yeah and she's yeah she's the outgoing she's pageant passing queen. the torch and for some reason everyone in this crowd is dressed in fisherman outfit or as Barry Ryan Phillippe's character calls them slicks which I think is pretty fucking rad I'm gonna go to San Pedro fish market and just go up to every person that works in the fisherman quarter or whatever and ask if they have any slicks just to see what they fucking say because if that's a true term I'm going to fucking use that shit I just want a pair of slicks a pair? it's, a, it's like a duster but a pair, it's I mean, like a, a sea duster yeah it's it's a dust oh, you know I think slicks is in reference to the whole entire getup. it's the rubber boots whatever fucking pants they're wearing because they're probably wearing rubber pants waterproof pants yeah well, they're wearing waterproof overalls for sure oh yeah 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 and then that raincoat and the hat I want that. Not to look scary. I just want it. Sean, we live in a fucking desert. Yeah, but sometimes it gets really rainy. Maybe I'm going to be dry as fuck. And Sean's going to be, be in that cotton wearing a sweater. And you're, you're going to be like, fuck, I wish I got some slicks. Yeah, you're fucking right. Damn it. <laughs> All right. We're going. Yeah. My favorite thing about the movie was just like how, like you said, like the character development. Uh-huh. It was like. Well, you, you so, care about everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? You knew you get attached to these guys and it's so unpredictable not like a typical like 90s slasher film you know like you can uh, know everything before it's going to happen it it took it to a next level for me like it was really good uh, I, I enjoyed the character development like i said the plot line was linear but also twisty uh-huh and it just worked for me yeah like i love that well specifically to helen and julie I feel they had the most screen time, which why wouldn't you? And the the character with the least development, I guess you could say, would be Ray. I mean, not Ray, uh, Barry, uh, Ryan Phillippe's character, because no, he keeps having the same impulses of wanting to fight and take this guy on. I mean, this guy got drove through a goddamn wall in uh, in a building. Remember? Yeah, he's like the, screaming the for help. Shack. And then after that, he goes to the homies. He's like, hey, we're going to fuck this guy up. And then 
uh, Ray, Ray, Freddy Prince Jr.'s character, was like, dude, you just got fucking drove through a wall. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? He's like, don't worry, I'm going to beat him up. You know, that's, that's why he died. That's why he's a fucking idiot. Mary Smash. Yeah. Oh, man. He, I mean, he, he got what's coming to him. Yeah. But with with Helen and Julie, <clears throat> let's talk about Helen first, I guess. Helen, when push comes to shove, she loses her shit, but she's she's a pretty level-headed character when it comes to this. Yeah, she's not your typical, like, pageant queen, dramatic, yeah. even girly she, girl. Yeah, even though she is pay- playing this pageant queen, she's not an idiot. Like, she killed it. She was smart. Yeah. Like, when she was fighting the, the fishermen and stuff, like... It was good. Like, she did shit that, like, I didn't see coming. Like, I wouldn't think of that. Yeah. I, I feel like this, that scene where she's being chased by the fisherman is sort of a dick swing. Like, check this shit out. Like, it's not going to be like any other slasher movie of the time when a pretty blonde is running away from said said killer. Because everything she was doing, she was just fucking trying to get away. She wasn't being a dumbass about it. I mean, even though, like... And just sitting there and shutting down. Even though when she got to the tires, like, right before there's a crowd, she ends up stopping for some reason. But other than that, like, it's probably one of the most well-done chase scenes in a slasher film yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it, it kind of played that the other side of that, you know, like, typical dumb blonde female, you know, like, oh, my God. I'm she jumped die. out of, like, a third-story yeah. building. And then right into the trash. Yeah. Like, how many times has trash saved your life, yeah. Sean? I mean, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> More than I'd like to admit. Yeah. I love trash. I am trash. see my bedroom. Anyway. A um, couple of raccoons in here. Yeah. We don't see her die, though, uh, even though she does die. If you think about it, you don't really see anybody die. That is true. See, it's very Hitchcockian. I don't know if that's an actual term, but I'm fucking using it. Trademark. Trademark. Hitchcocking. I'm going to put that on a shirt. But it is. It's, I guess, yeah, this movie is a lot like The Birds in a sense. Uh, maybe it's not. Yeah, I'm going to take that back. It, it, it's, it's definitely a lot like Hitchcock, and it's a thriller. And when Julie is coming back to town she's all distraught she doesn't know what to do with her life like she's failing school but throughout the movie she ends up having this like warrior mentality and it all comes to a head when max is found dead in her trunk which is probably one of the most disturbing scenes i've ever seen yeah um actually sean you want to tell us about how she dealt with that on set oh yeah so there there's a story about how when Jennifer Love Hewitt saw Max's dead body, it was so disturbing for her that production covered, had to be covered shut in down. Crabs. Yeah, it, he had. They had to s- stop production completely for like a day, and the actor that plays Max had to actually call Jennifer Love Hewitt and say like, "Hey, shit's fine." Like, you know, because I, 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 we don't know what stress or stressor. Jennifer Love Hewitt had in her lifetime. Hey, we're all human. Yeah, and seeing something like that is would definitely fuck you up because a, a lot of these effects are done by effects artists who actually have to research what a dead body like that would look like. And some of them get too good. And this one was probably that fucking good. And from what I saw, it was actually really good. There was And sometimes crabs. you just use real dead bodies. Yeah. Which would probably be more cost effective. I mean if you don't if you're if you're a donor on your on your driver's license you got to be in a movie by chance. 
And if you're in California, more than likely you're going to be in a movie. It's the price you pay. Yeah. So, what, which would suck. I mean, I don't even know how I would deal with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you don't, like you said, you don't know what someone's going through. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure filming a movie is stressful. You know that. Yeah. And seeing someone that you care about, you know, outside of work. Yeah. Something that looks just like them but dead. Yeah. I and can totally see how that would be a little jarring. Yeah, let, let's talk about that, actually, because I was doing a student film, like, a year and a half ago, and I made the effect... And with help from my buddy, I made the effect of uh, fake throw up, you know, and like the actor put it in his mouth and then he's doing the scene where he has to puke and I couldn't fucking watch it. So it is a fucking thing, you know? Yeah, but you got a little bitch stomach. I do, but it, but you know, some people react differently. Like anytime there is a moment of like where someone's puking, like I have to walk away. I can't watch that shit. I know, I know it's fake, and but the act of seeing it is, I guess, too real for me, or just the sound of people puking or whatever just is just too much. So it is a thing, you know. We we don't know what stressor or trigger, quote unquote, people have. So no, of course, of course. So poor Jennifer Love Hewitt, and yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the the two. Well, most well acted, quote unquote, in this movie is is definitely Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt because they carry the fucking movie for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and the fight scenes, they were like so good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the chase scene with um with Helen's character, um, dude, like I just loved it. It seemed not like a cheesy, shitty '90s slasher film. Like, yeah surprised me because i was yeah. expecting kind of the worst when we first got into it yeah because <clears throat> in the 90s like slasher films s- sort of took a turn <coughs> not not necessarily for the worst but some of them were just like just too fucking cheesy and oddly enough this movie was written by the same writer of scream you wrote this movie that i'm not surprised at really yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of things were very similar. You could probably mash those these two films up, and I probably wouldn't notice. Yeah, I guess we should do a compare and contrast. Like, for I'm like oh my god, there's two killers. Yeah, what which happens in Scream? Oh, oh shit, that was the reference. Oh I'm a god. fucking idiot. Oh fuck. Yeah, Scream is dope, but I know what you did last time was better, and I have the sequel also. Like, I got them at the same time. There's two of them? There's two of them. There's oh. three of them. Oh, no. The the first two, the second one isn't as good as the first. The first one, I don't even think uh, Freddie Prince Jr. came back for it. But Jennifer Love Hewitt did. But the third one was like a direct-to-DVD fucking bullshit. And I'm just founding out about that today. Oh, like Jeepers Creepers 3? I don't think anything can be as bad as Jeepers Creepers. My heart is still broken. Like, that's did why I have trust issues. Um, we did. did. We did, did watch we? it together, yeah. You bought it? No, we. it was that Redbox special. Oh, yeah. I think it was so bad we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. And it's like the same dude that played the creep in, in the first one. But not even he could help this goddamn movie. Fuck. R.I.P. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, I guess we don't really need it. But fuck. I just pretend like it never happened. But we'll, what will save the day... Is Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I know what she did last summer. 
I love her so much. Yeah, she's she's badass. <laughs> she's like the pinnacle of like of like '90s teen fandom, you know. At least for me. But Buffy, lo- Buffy, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Buffy is probably another another one. Just because she's so fucking badass. You can't fuck with Buffy. You can't fuck with Buffy. They can't. They couldn't even show her getting killed because it's cheap. It was just they would try to tarnish her image and it wouldn't work. Because Buffy, Buffy never dies. Is forever. Which I, I, all the all all the seasons are on Netflix. So if you haven't seen Buffy, go watch that shit and watch Angel for that matter. But yeah, as the movie goes on, this is where it gets confusing for me. Is because they go to David Egan's house, right? Yeah, they go uh, try to talk to his sister because they think maybe some of his family. It was his sister. His sister, okay. yeah. They think uh, that maybe one of them could be behind, you know, all the weird shit happening. Which they were, they were, they were right to in that idea, but they were wrong. They followed the path and it took them to the truth. Yeah, because yeah, so this is uh, th- yeah, so this is where I'm getting getting confused because towards the end of the movie, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes to. Ray, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, and she's like, "Oh, they, they're they're getting everyone. Like everyone's gone, everyone's dead." And then, as she reaches for his hand, she looks down, and she sees the name on the boat, and it's Billy Blue. And who who is Billy Blue? Why was he significant? He was the friend of David Egan's sister, or the lover. He was David Egan's best friend. Best friend, yeah. So they assume. I mean, they. Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Julie's char- character, assumes that Freddie Prince Jr. is the fisherman. Boy, was she wrong. I might have hurt your ears on that one, but she was fucking wrong. R.I.P. headphone users. R.I.P. headphone users. So <laughs> she starts running away, and like Freddie Prince Jr. is like, no, wait, it wasn't me. Come back. Real quick, real quick. She's fucking fast, dude. Yeah. Put that chick in the Olympics. Yeah. She was gone. Yeah. And then homeboy, some random fisherman, clotheslines, like Shawn Michaels. Hate it when that happens, man. Yeah. Clo- clotheslines Ray, and she's like, he's like, get, get in the boat. Oh, and then please help me. And then get in the boat. What? We'll, we'll solve this in a second. And then she gets in the fucking boat, and what happens? You never get in the boat. She listened to the wrong white guy. True question. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. Yeah, don't listen to creepy white dudes who clothesline people. But yeah, she she ends up investigating the boat and she starts noticing all the news clippings and all the pictures, which I find odd because this is the same day as a beauty pageant, right? It is. And he already had a picture of of Helen Sarah Michelle Gellar in the in the beauty pageant float. He he's uh he gets after it. He works hard. I guess there's one hour photo in 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 the '90s still, but goddamn, that was that was quick. I mean, he is pretty quick anyway. Shit, like, he, he is, probably he killed, is a sneaky he bastard. Her, and then he went straight to the to the Walgreens. He got shit to do. One hour photo. He he's got some killing to do. Probably some fish to catch. I don't know. He's probably catching some what yellowtail. That's what you're going for. Gonna catch these hands. Keeps fucking around. Yeah. The climactic fight scene is taking place on the moving. Sweet Susie, that's what he named the boat after, because the, 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 the fisherman, Benjamin, the fisherman ends up being the father of David S- Egan's yep. girlfriend, yep. Susie, which is why he goes on this murderous rampage. David, or, David was driving their car on 4th of July of the year prior, 
and crashed and killed Susie. So then Ben, who is the fisherman. The bad guy. Yes. Yes. Killed David Egan. Yes. And David Egan's family thinks or thought that he had actually killed himself because they found the note, yeah. which is very similar to the note Julie got. Yeah. And, yeah. Which makes it come first full circle to full the, circle to the beginning of the movie when David Egan is sitting on the cliff. The biggest twist. Was he smoking or getting drunk? I think he was getting drunk. Was both. I don't was think it? he was smoking, but he was drinking beer. Yeah. And they made it seem like he was going to kind of, like, jump off. But right, right before they cut away from this scene, he starts hearing things in the... In the grass, in the in the, on the hillside, and if it's your first time watching that movie, I didn't remember this part, but it was David, right? Benjamin. Benjamin, uh, the fisherman who ends up maiming him and killing him, and he, I, I guess, in his last like moments of life, he tried to run away, and that's when our heroes ends up hitting him with the car, which it. You know, in, in all reality, it's Barry's fucking fault because he was being, he was acting a fool. Dropped the bottle. He dropped the bottle of tequila on Freddie Prince Jr. And then Freddie Prince Jr. is fucking trying to fucking keep shit afloat. And then all fucking Barry, this is all Barry's fault. Yeah. Barry had it coming. Yeah. Fucking asshole. For sure. Yeah. So. Fucking Barry. So, yeah, the climactic fight scene takes place on the moving Sweet Susie. And Freddie Prince Jr. gets knocked off the boat, but oh. He caught the rope. He got <laughs> caught. He got caught in the fishing net. He got caught in the fishing net, and then he ends up climbing back on the fucking boat somehow. And that's a physical feat. Like yeah. you're going. The boat was what? Like going, 20, 25 miles an hour. It was in going the water? at least twenty knots, dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that means, I but don't okay. Know either. I just wanted to sound cool. Like, and he gets up ready to fight. Like, I'd be like, yeah. I need a nap and a cheeseburger. Yeah, stat. But Julie is continually trying to run away, and. One thing I really loved about how they shot that whole scene was, like, they used the whole boat. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, her in, in the in the ice was pretty fucking rad. In the hold. In, in the hole. Is that what they call it? The hold. Is that what they call that's it? That's where you keep your treasure. It is. Well, that's where you keep your fish when you catch them. Yeah. Is oh that God. what they actually call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No hold. shit. Okay. So, so you yeah. fill it with ice, and it's a hole in the deck, and you put all your fish that you catch in there. So it's a literal hole. Hold. Hold. <laughs> oh, hold. Yeah. I'm hearing other shit. I got to stop listening to music so fucking loud. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you think she's in the clear, and then she starts piling ice on the door so it's harder for the fishermen to get in, and then... A body falls on her. And what body was that? Damn Our it, beloved Buffy. Buffy. Our beloved Buffy. And then she backs away. She's freaking out. She puts, puts her, her hand, hand down. Mm-hmm. And right on that, Barry's face. That rapscallion Barry. You know, he needs a chill. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Brian Phillippe is really good at playing an asshole. He probably is an asshole. I mean, that's probably why Reese Witherspoon divorced him. Oh. But if have, Reese Witherspoon divorces you, you're probably a fucking asshole. Yeah. I love you, Reese. So, yeah. So, Julie ends up getting pulled up back on top of the on the deck. She's on deck. They're fighting. On D. And then Freddie Prince Jr. comes out of nowhere and throws that fucking hook in his face. The hoist. The hoist, yeah. Where Are you a fisherman? fisherman? Where the fuck is all this coming from? No, I just like boats. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is all right. Yeah. I'm just I'm getting, I can get close. He, he threw the, the hoist off the port I'm in bow. the wheelhouse. I, 
<laughs> the port bow. I just want to talk about that. Port bow. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just want to be cool too, damn it. But the fisherman took Dude, that thing had to weigh at least like thirty pounds. And he took it on the nose. He took it straight to the fucking face. He got hit by a car and his face was like not even there anymore. He yeah. took that shit. Like I feel like your face would be worse with that damn fucking hoist. Yeah, I it would be a, at least delirious. He just wakes up like I'm gonna fuck you up. But the power of the sweet Susie was coursing through him, and he gets back up. He who has a strong why can endure anyhow. Oh, oh, God, Nietzsche. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, so the fisherman, that fucking bastard, raises his hook and he's about to go in for the kill on my sweet fucking Jennifer Love Hewitt. And the ropes save the day. Go he, figure. He gets fucking skywalkered. Yeah, he, uh, he the tension of the rope coils around his wrist, his hook hand. And he gets Jimmy Neutron got a blast straight up into the fucking air. And <laughs> somehow the fucking head just gets cut off. Ripped off. I'm assuming the rope cut it off. Or the force in which he was going just popped that bitch off. And then he falls into the water. But did fr- right before he dies, he tells Julie, make sure whatever you kill stays dead or whatever do they check no they just fucking just go you know they leave it to the cops but we all know cops in horror movies never do a good job and cut to a year later she's in college her and freddie prince jr are boinking she gets a letter again it's a party invitation it's a party invitation Thank but God. written in the same font as the killer he throws he throws parties what you know i mean yeah. spending all that time with no hand you got to do some shit. But it wasn't him. So she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to go away. Take a shower. She goes into the shower. Fog in the glass. I still know what you did. I know what you did last, last, last summer. Which was a joke. I think in Scary Movie. Was it really? I think so. In oh. Scary Movie 2, probably. But, but yes. And then out, out of nowhere, the, the fisherman just lunges out. Cut. Roll credits. He's got them fat twitch muscle fibers. I want to talk about how quick and, I guess, innovative the fisherman is as a supervillain. He's not very super. He is pretty fucking super when you put everything in the context. Super pissed, maybe. He's super pissed. He's fueled by the hate of whatever happened. So You can do anything with the power of hate. When he was chasing Sarah Michelle Gellar through that field, uh, that field, that park, and then she ends up at the store... Not only did he make it in through the back way, but he also cut the phone lines, right? Yeah. Right? Did yeah. all of that and then kills everyone. also want to point out that Sarah Michelle Geller's sister, uh, Elsa, well, Helen Shivers, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's character, uh, her sister Elsa is actually played by uh, Bridget Wilson. Or Brigitte Wilson. No, not Brigitte Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison and Sonya Blade from the first Mortal Kombat movie. God damn. Yeah. It's just everyone in this movie is so beautiful. And it's so such a trope of the 90s to watch beautiful people get killed. Most most of the female actresses, well, fem- yeah, actresses, not my jam. Really? I'm not about the white chicks. You don't like Bridget, Wil- Bridget Wilson? Mm, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Not my cup of tea. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Maybe. Maybe? 
You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Maybe I am a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everyone loves some J. Wholesome is sexy, okay? Yeah, and she's really good at playing a wholesome character. And being a wholesome character, you need just an evil bastard as a villain. That's why I think the fisherman works so well in this movie because a lot of times the slasher ends up overtaking the performances of the of the actors of everyone in in question. Mm-hmm. And in this movie you, I feel everyone is sort of relatable in some sense and you genuinely care about them. It, like you, of course you care about uh Sydney Prescott and Scream and but it was so much about Ghostface. This just goes back to like how how in-depth the like character development was. Yeah. Which is why they carry the movie and why this movie works so well for me and why I think it's the better of those slasher films of the 90s. I agree, and I think it's very underrated. Yeah. Like, I, I think this movie should be more recognized than Scream. Yeah, which it's not, which pisses me off. I don't really know why. I just, I would love a, a little little short film, a little little sketch of of the fisherman just, like, doing his deeds as a, as a supervillain, you know? I think that'll be pretty rad. But all in all, this movie is great. I love this franchise, except for the third one. I haven't seen it, and I don't bother to see it. You know, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, at how good this movie was. Usually, every time I show Zach a, a movie, any any movie that he's like hasn't seen or hasn't heard of, like he has this, he goes in hating it, but then he ends up loving it. Like Mandy, you can't say I'm wrong about that. You're right. You I hated I hated Mandy. I just really like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I like Nicolas Cage and then when they burned her. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. That that's another thing. Like even though this movie is done in a very Hitchcock style where there's like little to no gore, it's pretty fucked up in certain certain scenes like when when the police officer gets hooked in the ch- in the chest, oh or my when God. when when Elsa's getting like when he has the fish I, hook. After in he her kills he's Elsa, he's carrying dude, her. Dude, I yeah. was like, that's fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, he's just like carrying her body and her feet are dragging and shit. I'm like, and oh. he puts her in the fucking bathroom. What a cock. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even flush her. She didn't even do anything wrong. In all in all seriousness, you know, the characters were they kind of helped. What what was the uh, villain's name? Benjamin. Benjamin. They ended up helping Benjamin by running over David Egan. So why did he want to kill them? Just because he's gone crazy? I don't know. It's a very vengeful spirit. Uh, let's let's call it that. You know, because oh, you know what? Let's say that this is what I'm going with. Benjamin was mad that these people took his kill away because they finished the job. They threw him in the fucking water. He was still alive. They didn't run David over, though. They, they, ran Dave- they ran Benjamin over. See, this is why I'm confused. Are you sure? He had already killed... He Okay, so Benjamin had already killed David Egan and dumped him in the same place where they dumped Benjamin's body. Benjamin was walking in the street when they hit him after he'd already killed David. Oh. He had David Egan's wallet. Is that what what they say? Yeah. Because they found David Egan's body. Wow. Three weeks after that night, and they killed him the same night because it was Fourth of July. Okay. See now, my eyes are open. Yeah, I see. I never caught that for some reason. 
The only thing I'm confused about with this movie is they were talking about Freddie Prince Jr. going to um, David Egan's sister and telling her that that he was Billy Blue. Mm-hmm. Like there was no reason for that, like at all. Yeah, I guess I guess the more we. And maybe segment, I'm missing it. I don't know. Segment this movie, the more I guess we find some plot holes. Because I thought, I thought it was always David Egan that that they ran over, but it wasn't. He was just mad that he got hit by the car, and now I get that. But yeah, I guess the Billy Blue thing didn't really make sense. I guess it was just. I guess it's just made. It's called a bump, and it's just made to confuse you, because you already don't know who anyone is, really. You know, so calling Freddie Prince Jr. Billy Blue because he's on the boat of Billy Blue. It's just made to confuse the character and, and us as the audience, you know? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. If you guys think differently, please tell us. Yes, please enlighten us. Yeah. Some of you already have, uh, which I appreciate, of the other movies, your recommendations or what have you. I appreciate that. But, yeah, let's let's get a conversation going about the plot of I Know What You Did Last Summer because I guess we missed some things. And I always thought like it was always this, and it was always that, but apparently I'm wrong, which works. But yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. For sure. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll watch the sequel either next week or some, uh, in some point. I I would I would really like to watch Scream. We'll we'll do another. I know what you did for sure. Yeah. And then. At some point. That's really all I have to say about I know what you did last summer. Just don't drink and drive, guys. This problem could have been avoided. He wasn't wasn't drinking and driving. It was Ryan Phillippe. Don't party in the car. Yeah, don't party in the car, guys. Just get too drunk and pass out. That's it. Yeah, just just don't drive at all, actually. Save me time driving to L.A., actually. God damn it. Stay home, motherfuckers. Stay home. Yeah, you want to take us out, Zach? All right, guys. As always, thanks for sticking around. We appreciate it. We're very happy to be doing this for you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. And uh, we're doing our best. Tell us what you think. Don't be afraid. You know, let's go watch a movie together. Yes, please. Yeah, if support everything local. Yeah, if you're in the Ontario area, um, hit us up because there's some good movies coming out, and we definitely want some friends to see them with us. Yep, we usually have a big group. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also subscribe to our buddy Ben. We talked about him earlier in, in the in the in the earlier episodes of Midnight Brigade. He has a YouTube channel called Age of Print where he talks about going to conventions and what he collects and showing off his knowledge of what he collects. And yeah, Ben's uh Ben's a homie. Ben is the homie, so he's uh Sean's uncle. He my, he's not my uncle, he's my cousin. By marriage, but whatever, he's like your uncle. Brother. I like him better than my own cousins. Yeah, I fucking said it. Fuck you guys. I'm yeah, just kidding. Fuck I, you guys. I love you. I Who? love you. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, go follow Age of Print on YouTube. Yep, go follow Age of Print. Uh, support local. Go to your art walks. You know, buy some stuff from some uh, independent artists. and yeah. uh, Go to Frankenstein's and go see Nick and Caesar. Tell them we sent you. Mm-hmm. Yep, go get your prints. Go get your lighters. Go get your uh, props that he makes, all that stuff. And uh, original paintings also, which Sean and I both own. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I go on my Instagram, uh, Doomdoer. And look for the photo of me and a guy holding a portrait. 
that's Caesar, and he painted. Well, yeah, he painted uh, this Godzilla portrait of Godzilla fighting uh, King Ghidorah in. Um, I believe the medium was oil and 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 pen, and it's fucking rad. It's one of the best pieces I own, and yeah, Caesar's a good guy. If you ever meet Caesar, ask him if Evil Dead is a rebooted idea of the first Evil Dead, or if it's an, a genuine sequel. Because I believe Evil Dead Two is just a reboot. Fight me. <laughs> so midnight. Out. <laughs>